This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Sip, Survive, and Repeat. I'm Jenny. I'm Danelle. And I'm Kenny. You guys, welcome. If you haven't been here before, we like to drink and talk about stuff specifically survival stuff yeah and then we do it every week you're just you are interested in bear attacks we got it you want to talk about serial killer survivors fine we're on top of that we'll do it we're right on top of that rose dare us dare us we dare you to dare us Uh, (laughs) double dog dare um hi hi how's it going it's it's today for us it's wednesday for you guys it's another tuesday it's been so my dog had acl surgery yes it's been two weeks, and she cannot go up steps yet. Okay. So my husband and I are taking turns sleeping <coughs> on the couch yes. next to her. That's I mean, she nice can't go on the couch, but my neck is a little crickety crack. My neck, my, my back, back my, my back, and my back. <laughs> I like That's that you, the only <laughs> thing that hurts right now, because mm, 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 I'm sleeping on the couch. Uh. Well, at least it's for your dog and not because you and Todd are like fighting. <laughs> Yeah. At odds. I feel like if we were fighting, he would sleep in the spare room mm. as I would. Right. I mean, he would because he's the guy. But um, <laughs> so it's just been a really long two weeks, but she's on the up and up. She got her Good. staples out yesterday. Aww. She's water therapy on Saturday. She's she feeling like fly. That? I don't know. It's her first time. Oh, this is her first water yeah. therapy. Can we get a video of Callie? Yes. I would water. like to post that. I'm also going to I'm going to take a picture this Saturday of her when she's getting her laser therapy. She oh. has to wear goggles and it's hilarious. I also want to see that okay. picture. I, yeah, I, I tried to get a picture of goggles. the first time and Todd was like, no, don't. Like he didn't want me to. Because oh my God, she's a dog. It's I think fine. she was like, well, the laser therapist was like trying to get in there and I was like also trying to get in there with a picture and he's like, just relax. Like, <laughs> but now that she's been there a couple of times, I feel like it's appropriate now. Like you guys so. are like close enough that you can be like, excuse me yeah, for a moment. I'm getting one. So I'll get both of those things. Good. We Saturday. can't wait. Like, how are you? I'm good. I leave for Mexico oh, in like a little over a day. <sighs> I can't so wait. Jealous. I can't wait. I'm like, I don't know ecstatic Ready. yeah I really want to go and I keep thinking in my head it's like not long enough I'm like god I should have just stayed like an extra day but it's fine how long you want four nights yeah uh yes okay four nights so I get back Tuesday night me and Kenny have already discussed that I may have to take off Wednesday you should I always take off the next day because I'm just like ugh, you I can't have to recuperate I'm gonna like come back from vacation all relaxed and then just immediately dive back in don't work. do that to yourself Mm-mm. so I think I'm just gonna take that day off mm-hmm. it's a necessity yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I feel like I was gonna tell you something funny and I really can't remember what the hell it mm, was shoot um, my kid is still shitting on the toilet, so yay. Great news. For me. Uh, today, I mean, it won't be once this comes out, but today is Donald's birthday. Happy he, birthday, Donald. He's 37. I like how I don't know. Yeah, 37. He was born in 83, so. Oh, he's younger than you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just by one year, <laughs> two years. Like a year and a half. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he was born in 83, so there's you know, my Todd young just man. just turned 39. Oh like, you're God. almost 40. Ah! I mean, so am I, but so are we. he's older than me, so. <laughs> it's Hi. so sweet. It's so sweet. Okay, let's talk about this wine. Okay. I think we've done this one before. Uh, it's called Le Bobo. We it's, have, because I remember us saying that in multiple like yeah. accents. It's a Grenache. It's a 2018 
Vin de France, which Vin is France. <laughs> which is a wine of France. Uh, let's see. It's 13.9% alcohol Ooh. by volume, so it's like decent. Uh, it has a screw top, which is the reason that I chose it today. Because I love a screw top. <laughs> it's my favorite. I love a good screw. I love a good top. screw top. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, so I definitely um, picked it because I didn't want to walk all the way to the kitchen, which is literally 20 feet or less away mm-hmm. from us right now. Yeah. So that's the kind of lazy I'm working with. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm already like partially in vacay mode. Like I yeah, just want to get are. there. Yeah, you are. You're ready. You're tapping out. I'm exhausted. It's very good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm okay with it. I We don't drink a lot of Grenache. Mm-mm. I always thought Grenache was sweeter. And so this did isn't, I. This isn't sweet. It's almost a mix between like a Pinot and a, dare I say, Cab. A little bit. Oh, I didn't pick the Cab, which is good because there's a Cabernet in the box uh, from Wink that's like 15.9. Yeah, that's oh, a high it's one. Like, it's like a silly one. So we got to do it on a day when none of us have anything else yes. going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a workout day. No, no, no. I ride horses tonight. I ride yeah. Donna. So no, 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 no. Can't be tipsy. No. I mean, a little tipsy, but you can't be drunk. Um, I'm going to do a little shout out uh, to the UK. We've had some really great um, listenership coming out of the UK. Thanks, UK. Yes. I'm so excited about that because I feel like I don't... I, I don't know why you like us, but I appreciate it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. If you're <laughs> also if you're a murderino and you listen and you like that we're similar but different, then my favorite murder. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. And maybe somebody will be able to do like a podcast trip there. Oh my god, that I could amazing. use my words for a minute. I'm like, nah. you know, a trip where you fly. I like on a, look on at Jenny like she's gonna she's like on a metal bird. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fly on a metal bird across the a trip across <laughs> the big pond. <laughs> Oh I don't know what that voice was, but I like it. Um, so I just want to say thank you for that. And um, we are at 79 ratings slash reviews. And we've been stuck there for like two weeks. Yeah, and I swear we... to you people that I look every morning like I do a psychopath. Too. I also look at our the comments. So if you think we don't read your Instagram comments, we do. Because I'm a Totally psycho. untrue. Uh, Even so... if you call me a tasty treat. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. Uh, yeah. Somebody did say that Janelle was looking pretty fine. I mean, I was in my Cabela's sweatshirt. And then I would also like to say someone commented that said, these MILFs had better equipment than XYZ podcast. And I'd like to say, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> We've got sweet equipment. Because Kenny's the best. Kenny? Okay. Um, all right. So somebody called us MILFs. Somebody called Janelle a tasty treat. And now we are going to talk about survival. Great. So I'm going to go first. Mine might be a quick, a little quick ditty. Okay. And I'm trying to do the Jenny. I did do bullet points. I'm so proud of you. I listened to the podcast earlier. Okay. And by earlier, I mean this morning. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite. And then I did do some background research to fill in the holes. Okay. So wish me luck. I'm a little nervous. Because usually I type everything out that I'm going to like read to you. Like you're more comfortable that way. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Okay. This is the survival story of Joe Green. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Not to be confused with Joe Green. Um, it's April 2016. Mm. He's 34 years old. He's from Indiana. He's mm-hmm. like a good old Midwestern boy. Yeah, he is. Um, I bet he has broad shoulders. He, he sounds tall. Mm-hmm. Maybe broad shoulders. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he probably wears like flannels? a camo hat. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe like flannels and like... Or Carhartt. Carhartt. Car car he yes. likes to hunt. Okay. Manly. I like it. Um, the story I got this from is from, it's called I Survived. It's based out of Australia. 
Oh. And um, it's not the not, I Survive show. Not the I Survive show, which they are launching a podcast. <laughs> really? Yes. Smart. There's a promo out now for that they haven't done anything. And I love that show, clearly. Side note, you guys, but please, if you're going to listen to that, please also listen to us. Because it's the same. You know, but we're going to be stories, similar we're, stories. We're going to be a lot more casual and, and uncouth. More fun. Yeah. Hobby. <laughs> um, so he worked for, not that this has anything to do with the story, but he worked for <laughs> Rhino Liners. Um, he was an installer. So it was a very hard, like, labor, not hard labor, but it was a very intense job. He worked long hours. Um, on this particular night, he had dinner plans with his mom and his brother. Cute. So after a long shift at work, he worked 20 hours that day. What? Well, okay, no, there's listen. two things here. It said he worked 20 hours, and another story said he was up for 20 hours. I'm going to say he was up for 20 hours. Even so. I know. I need, like, at least 12 hours of sleep a night. I mean, seriously. At least. Yeah. I mean, there and were times. I nap when I get home from work. Yeah, I'm real tired all the time. I also have this thing where I'm waking up at 3 a.m. every single you're night. snoring, which you have not updated us on. Um, okay, we'll do that at the end. Okay, but, yeah. sidebar, okay. sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Okay. So um, he had dinner with his mom and his brother, and I'm guessing he drank like a couple drinks because he's with his mom. And then on the way home, he decided to stop at the bar, the local bar, mm. watering hole, and get a couple more drinks. Uh-huh. Um, he said that time just kind of went really quick, and he drank a lot. He didn't realize Whoops. how much he had had, mm-hmm. but he was drunk. Great. So he made the worst decision of his life. At this point, it was 2 a.m., mm-hmm. and he got behind the wheel and drove home. <clears throat> no. Don't do it. Um, so on the way home, he fell asleep. While driving? While driving. <laughs> That's not good. So um, he ended up falling asleep. And then, you know, like in school, for example, if you'd fall asleep during mm-hmm. class and you wake up, like you hear a noise and you wake up all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, it was kind of that where he fell asleep and then he, he woke up suddenly. And then as he did that, he, his um, foot hit the gas, the accelerator. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And he was going up to 80 miles an hour. Oh, God. And he lost control of his car, his truck, which was filled with 25 gallons of gas, mind you. It was The tank was full. That plays into this as well. Um, he smashed head on into a boulder, which sent his truck flipping in the air multiple times. Um, again, he was going 80 miles an hour. That's really fucking fast. That's really fast, especially. And instead of hitting the brake, he, he hit the gas. <laughs> I feel like speeding into a boulder is never a good plan. No, 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 no. So um, as the truck was flipping, he was also thrown from it. Mm, was and he not wearing a seatbelt? I'm guessing no. You guys, wear your seatbelts. Don't drink and drive and wear a seatbelt. Click it or ticket, right? as they say. Like, I'll have a glass of wine and drive. Sure. Maybe two, but that's my max, and I'll right. call an Uber. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, this is 2016, so I feel like Uber was <clears throat> around. Well, if he was out in the But in if sticks, it's like though. rural Indiana, then call some, whatever. You, phone a friend. Phone a friend. Um, so he was thrown from the truck, and I put on here, <laughs> thrown from the truck and landed on the hard ground. <laughs> Wasn't hard. No shit. <laughs> um, Great note taking. His injuries included uh, his left shoulder was broken, his sternum was broken, he had broken ribs, collapsed lung, displaced hip, and his less his left knee was also displaced. Oh no, um, that's too many displaced things. The other issue is that his truck landed on top of him. That's going to be a problem. And then it caught on fire. No. So essentially he was trapped under his truck, burning alive. Hmm. And um, Pleasant. the neighbor, which wasn't super close, but he was 
in his kitchen like having a cup of coffee because it was 2 a.m. So maybe he worked like the night shift or third right. shift or whatever, whatever shift. Um, he heard a big crash. <laughs> he saw the flames, so he ran out and he actually pulled um, Joe from, from the car. But by that point, it had been not too late, but the fire had burned all the way up to his hips. Ooh. Like his stomach area. Mm. But the neighbor did say, this guy that lived down the street did save his life. Um, he was... Let's see. He was taken to a local hospital where mm-hmm. they gave him pain meds and also put him in a medically induced coma. And then they had to life flight him to a larger hospital because it was just a small town. Um, and you know if they're putting you in a medically induced coma, shit's getting real. Yeah. I'm guessing that's that would be because of all the pain. Yeah. All the broken, dislocated, well, and burns. The burns. I was going to say, I feel like, was it my mom? My mom used to be a dietitian. I don't know. Someone told me that they used to work in a burn unit and it was like the absolute worst because those people are in so much pain. these pictures and i can handle a lot these mm. pictures were awful mm, like okay. i can't do i've learned that i cannot do burn pictures because it just and it was the whole bottom half of his body um he had third and fourth degree burns fourth? basically yeah. i thought it only went up to third nope <clears throat> okay. i'm saying it so it's true <laughs> he had third and fourth degree burns from the waist down. God damn it. And he was hospitalized for four months and underwent 14 surgeries. Oh, my God. Okay. But here's the kicker. His legs were burnt so bad that um, he was also wearing steel toe boots because he was got off from work and all that jazz. So right. he said it was interesting, because, not interesting, but his feet in his boots from the steel toes, like his muscle, his bones and everything were still there. But the fire still got to like his muscle and his tendons, which cut off blood flow to the rest of his legs. Therefore, they had to cut off his legs. Uh, just basically what you said is what a fourth degree burn is. It means it gets into the tissue and the muscle tendons or the bone. Yeah. Third degree is just all layers of skin. Yeah. So it basically burned his muscle and his tissue. Okay. And the doctors are like, we got to fucking cut your legs off. Oh, like they're, no. They're dead. Oh, no, no, no. Because... The blood flow, because it got to the muscle and the tissue. The blood yeah. flow couldn't get there. Also, they had to amputate something else. No. His, his genitals. His, his penis. His third leg. His third leg. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. In We're not red. laughing at him. We're laughing because Jenny just said third leg. Yeah. And now I'm turning bright red. I can feel it. Okay. It just all of a sudden got hot in here. Okay. Um, go ahead. Kenny's so, giggling to himself in the corner. <laughs> this, these next um, four months were mo- were um, mostly filled with skin grafts, where they would take the skin from his stomach and his back mm. and try to rebuild like his pelvic area. Mm-hmm. Um, and al- then also he had to get a catheter put in because he didn't have a he didn't have any <clears throat> anything to pee out of. Um, which is also very like to have to walk around with a bag for the rest of your life and no legs. It was just so you mean not walk around then not. Right, he had sorry. to. He had to move about. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny. Like, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm just saying. He had to move. He had about. to move about. Shit. Okay. <laughs> the problem is, he was eventually fit with prosthetics. Ooh, uh huh. But it took him four years to learn to walk in them. Wait, I think it's four years. Two years. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, it took him Same two thing. years to learn how to walk in them because. His skin was so sensitive from the skin grafts and everything that he would get blisters and sores. I was going to say, I feel up. like, yeah, I feel like prosthetics take a little while to get used to as far I as d- like I just didn't think skin. about it until reading his story. But, um, but it did take him two years and eventually he learned to see and walk in them. His biggest 
thing was he wanted to get his penis reconstructed. Okay. But not for sexual. I mean, well, yeah, for sexual reasons, but also mainly so he could get rid of the catheter. The catheter bothered him not the most, but it was very intrusive where, you know, he could get around on his prosthetics, but you can't even begin to, in his mind, you can't begin to live a normal life for him with, he wanted the um, yeah. catheter gone. So he did a ton of research into um, penile reconstructive reconstructive surgeries. Mm-hmm. And there were a few options out there. Um, one he described as they essentially put like a mechanical pump. I've seen that before. Uh-huh. But he read that there's a lot of complications with that. Okay. And where a lot of the people that did do that procedure were in similar situations as him and it ended up not working and they still did to use a catheter. Oh, see, I've seen it for more like the erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. and men will have it. And it's like, do you remember those shoes in the nineties, the air Jordans that you, they pumped? Yes. It's like that. The pump though is in your but scrotum. Your yeah. And you pump it up like you would an air Jordan. Is this making you uncomfortable us talking about this? Does he even have a scrotum though? I don't no, know. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't. That is I'm saying that yeah. that would have to get rebuilt too, but I'm just saying that's the only case that I've seen right a pump being inserted okay. on one of those medical shows. Well, a lot of times it it malfunctions <clears throat> for what he wanted to use it for and right. he'd have to use a catheter anyway. Well, so if his like, main no. thing was to pee, then yes. Right. That makes sense. I mean, he also wanted to he always wanted a family and it. to get married and all those things. Did they he, say, but could they save any of his sperm? No, but I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. Also, to sidebar, he was dating a girl at the time of the accident. Yeah. And he said to her, he was like, I, listen, I know you want kids. I get it. Like, you don't have to stay with me. Like, and she was like, no, 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 I'll stay. And he was like, no, I need to heal. You move on with your life. I'll move on. Like, he broke it off with her just because he knew, like, she wanted to stay with him, but he knew it's not what she wanted. Like in the in the, in the long run, and yeah. he had a lot of healing and mentally and physically to do as well. Yeah, so, I'm sure that was traumatizing. Um, he said during all of the all of the research for the um, reconstruction, he learned the biggest thing he learned was you have to look out for yourself when you're meeting these doctors, and you have to be your own advocate. Mm-hmm. Which I can relate to when my dad was sick, which has nothing to do with this story. I feel like when all of these doctors and you're doing all this research and everyone's coming at you with all this information. You have to be the one that stands up and says, no, like what are the risks? Like know your risks. And he says, looking back, he's so glad he didn't do this particular surgery. Okay. Anyway, he found another surgery where apparently the penis, there's like two to two inches, like inside your body that they've done before where they take that out. Oh, and then they do more skin graphic grafting. I'm Uh getting red now because I'm talking about penises and they, they love put it. skin around it and basically build a penis from your own right penis that's inside of you. Does well, that make sense? Isn't that s- somewhat similar to like if you are transgender? Maybe, yes. Woman going to man and they take your lady bits and build a penis kind of that way no because he already had a penis so if you have a penis you already ha- you have a little penis there's like left two in there. inches i know what you're bone. trying to say jenny same concept I think. okay yeah okay taking something from the inside putting it on the outside okay because I, I think that's how it works i think that's how it works too if we have any um transgender listeners Maybe we would love to know, know yeah. um because we're obviously unfamiliar and we don't want to be insensitive right. to that well anyway. the good news is is he had three inches of this bone oh okay so he had Extra an extra so, inch, an extra inch. So they took that. I want everyone to remember three inches. Keep that in your mind for my story. Continue. Oh, okay. Side segue. 
So they were able to take three inches, do skin grafts, and build him a proper whatever, mm-hmm. and also make more, most importantly, he could pee. Oh, good. And um, so they could take like the, um, what, it, your urethra? Mm-hmm. They reconstructed it and, and put and, it out through this new, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then they did, I'm sure, I'm guessing, I'm, I didn't read this part, but they, I'm guessing to have like a tube or something that they had to sure. make to your bladder and then it, it was functioning. Probably one of those paper straws. Or a bamboo since, straw. Since plastic is or not metal. a thing. Maybe metal, titanium. Oh my God, I hope I don't not. Know. God. It's got to be flexible, you guys. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Okay. 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 Um, it turns out he was full functioning, meaning he could do all the things a normal penis could do with this thing. Um, during the time he did start dating again, or after the surgery and everything, he started dating again. He was super upfront with all the women he dated. He just said, "Listen, here's my situation. I've have burnt, you know, whatever." He ended up falling in love. And um, he was just cleared to have kids now. So he can actually, like, have children and everything with this procedure. Oh, my God. Procedure. Do you think maybe his, um, maybe his little swimmers, when they felt the fire coming, ran inside? I don't know. Kenny, does that make sense? Like, you're a guy. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't know. To me, it doesn't make sense. I feel like... Because if you... I mean, well, I think everything's get, pretty connected down there. Yeah. But I feel like they can get sucked into the body, like if you're cold. But this was yeah, years but that's later. Heat, like it's come it's making it go out farther. I mean, or it realized the heat was so hot that it had to They're go like, inside. Ah! I'm just imagining a little sperm with smiley faces yeah. screaming and running for yeah. well, the rectum. He, I don't know. In this article, the Daily Mail, which I a hundred percent believe of course. <laughs> right? Yeah. He said that he can have children and he's in love and dating someone. And, and it works. And it works. For peeing and other yes. items. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So to this day, he um, gives motivational speaks. Speaks. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's only had like half Guys, of her glass. I've had three sips. Amazing. He's he gives motiva- speaks. He is a motivational speaker. There we go. About drunk driving, and he gives speeches to kids and teens. Now, and when adults. he does this, does he tell them everything that happened? He does. He opens up. Yes. He also his first speech. I can was see all to, the boys in the audience just well, being I'm like. Well, I'm sure he does a little like PG shit. for the little kids. Well, yeah, but I'm telling you, high school kids. And you he's gotta also be in. And he's also in like prosthetics and stuff. So I think the sight of him also is a driving force to right. You know, well, I feel like the leg thing is like not great but as soon as you said that he lost his because my immediate thought when you said that his legs were all terrible I was like god I wonder if his stuff's yeah, okay yeah that's what every and this is why I want to do this story because everyone wonders that yeah and I feel like we get a lot of insight I mean I didn't really want to do a story about penises but it I was think interesting. you secretly did no I'm just kidding I just, <laughs> it was interesting yes. and I didn't know that that procedure existed I didn't either and I think it's it's great that they can I like save it the penises Hashtag save the penises. Oh my God. So he's Is it doing, penises or peni? I don't... You're asking me, really? Okay. Pen, penises. Sure. So he's living life. He um, he has quoted... He has been quoted to say, it's no dream living like this, but I try to make the most of it. Um, I like motivating people, and that helps me a lot mentally. When people tell me they've I've inspired them and started working out again because they saw me doing it, it's just a good feeling. So he really likes motivating people and has moved on and has found love and is doing great. So don't drink and drive. Please don't drink and drive. Click it or tick it. 
there's a there's a rhyme for the drinking one too. I can't remember what it is. I don't know that one. But don't drink and drive works just as well. So that's the survival story of Joe Green. Joe Green, you crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he don't uh, hit your accelerator back together <laughs> as you're wrecking your car. Yes. I although I've heard that happens not even when you're just drunk or falling asleep, but I've heard people have done foot that. Hits, hit the wrong pedal, essentially. Yeah, I've heard people have done that, and it can yeah. cause much greater harm. I mean, because, even when I've been driving with like heels on, I've almost hit the wrong pedal before because yeah. it's just maybe the heels are too high or whatever. I have done the thing where I used to drive stick, mm-hmm. and then when I had to switch to back to automatic, I had trouble remembering to not use my left foot. So like my left foot would constantly be like trying to get involved, and then it would hit, yes. and it would hit the brake while uh-huh. I had my foot you're on like, the gas, and I was like, people. Jesus Christ, what's happening? Yeah, I'm really impressed you can drive stick. Hey, thanks. I mean, it's been a hot minute, but yeah, I can. If if forced to do so, I will drive yeah. stick. So um, well, there you go. Amazing. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I am doing a story that also invi- involves rhinos. Oh. Rhinos. Okay. Because remember, he, he installed rhino something yes, liners. Rhino shield liners. Yeah. Um, and also involves three inches. Oh. Wink, wink. Okay. So I'm doing the survival story. You did the hippo story before. I was thinking you've done a rhino story, but you did a hippo. That was a hippo story. Totally different. Um, okay, so this is a story of Greg Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. He is a British man, mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed watching this documentary. Uh, it was called I Shouldn't Be Alive, The Jaws of Death. <gasps> Amazing. What a great title. <laughs> Just give me everything in the title. Amazing. <laughs> I need to know right in the title. So uh, Greg was a British-born citizen, uh, but for most of his life, and I don't know, they didn't really talk about why as a young person he lived in Africa, but he, mm-hmm. from being a young kid all the way up until now, he lived in Africa in the, in the bush. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, um, as he was growing up, he decided that he wanted to really get into conservation work. So he was big into um, keeping the wild animals of the African bush safe and not endangered and not extinct and all that stuff. So I love him. I, I knew you would like this guy from <laughs> the get-go. So And you'll love him even more because he started a conservation effort in Zimbabwe, which was for the painted dog. So the painted dog, they showed video of it. It looks kind of like a hyena. That's what I pictured, yeah. But prettier. I or feel a like dingo. Some, some, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It has like kind of a longer neck and it has like these black markings on it, but it's like got a brown coat. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a very stunning animal, but it's on the brink of um extin- extinction. So his oh, you got it there? Oh, it is cute. It is a cute dog. Very yeah. pretty. Yeah. So they live in I the wild in Africa. That. If that was walking down the street, I'd be like, Can I pet your dog? <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of a funny meme, I guess it was. I don't know. It was like um, one of those things that said, me getting tackled by a police dog. Me. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so Greg is very passionate about this. He lives and works in Zimbabwe uh, on the conservation um, land, I guess we'll call it. Um and there are a lot of conservation groups, obviously, in Africa because they have a lot of wildlife, and mm-hmm. a lot of that wildlife is being endangered by um, hunting and poachers and terrible people. Yeah. So, um, 
he, he had in this video there was a guy who worked with him very closely he was also British I did not remember his name so there's another British dude who's involved in the conservation so, effort so good for you sir I can't remember your name you're not the star of the story <laughs> get out get the <laughs> goodbye <fuck> um <laughs> So there was another conservation group that were um, protecting rhinos in the area, and they had lost track of one of the rhinos that they were keeping Uh tabs on. And there were poachers in the area that had been reported to this rhino conservation group. So they asked Greg if he would mind um, going up in his plane, because they had like a little, like, it was a lightweight plane. I don't know exactly like what that means. Or something. Kinda, like a one-person little dinghy. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they say they lost track of one, I was like, what are they? It's they just huge... know it's Bob and Bob's missing? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? What are you talking about? They have tracking devices like, on, them. on the rhino so they can keep track of the population. Uh, same thing with the painted dog. So they're all being kind of like injected with like a, a tracking beacon. Um, or they'll tag them. Like they'll... yeah take their ears or something well this is an electronic one because when he goes up in the plane he has like a a device that can pick up the tracking signal Mm -hmm. from the rhino that's how he can like figure out where this rhino is and how do these poachers get in i wonder like i wonder if it's like are they like neighborhood poachers or do they pay someone i feel like sometimes they're like those awful rich people that just go there to like the worst kind yeah like i just saw a picture of a rhino who poachers they left the the rhino alive but they took off his horn what a so there's just this rhino with this big bloody stump on his yeah. face. It looked awful. And I don't know if he, I mean, I don't know if rhinos can survive without that. I don't know either. That. So, so Greg is up in the air and he's looking for the rhino and he catches the signal on his like tracking device and he starts to descend because he has to get a visual to make sure that um, the rhino is actually where he's picking up the signal. So he goes down to like 10,000 feet maybe. Okay. Um, and I think he sees the rhino and he, I think he radios back and all that stuff. And as he's trying to ascend, that means oh, go no. up, right? As he's trying to ascend, yes. the air in Africa, um, it's winter there, but it's still super hot and super dry. The air is not optimal for flying aircrafts, especially lightweight ones. I'm like, Greg. You sh- Greg, Greg, what are you doing? Stop. I wonder if he should have been in like a helicopter or something. I don't think he should a... be in the air. Yeah. It sounds terrible. Anyway. What year was this, do you think? Uh, like, do they have, clearly don't have drones yet, but then how would they no. do the tracker? I mean, it's got to be, I don't know. Hmm. I didn't look at what date it was. I'll have to look that up. Okay. Sorry. I don't know if it was like this decade or. What was his last name again? I'll look it up. Rasmussen. R-A-S-S. Okay. I think R-A-S-S Mucin. I'll, I'll try my best. Right. It's easy. If you look up Greg Rasp, it's in Wikipedia. He he has a page. It doesn't matter really. I just But just... I get. It. So he's he's ascending and he starts getting more lift on one wing than the other. Oh no, terrifying. And then the the wing that he's not getting enough lift on starts like the air starts moving sporadically over the wing instead of like lifting. Uh-huh. So, so it's the whole, pushing it down, one down, yeah. one up. Okay. And so then it's just like this terrible turbulence. 2003. 2003. Okay, so, this, okay. so not super long ago, no. but long enough it's ago. It's not like 1975. No, it's not the 70s. So um, he's, his plane is just basically out of control. He is like... It always happens in the little planes, too. It does. I hate little planes. I so. Uh, the plane starts spiraling out of control. So now instead of it just being like cattywampus, like side 
ways. Uh-huh. It's spiraling like a little mm. like a little top. No, 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 no. <laughs> Down to the ground. <laughs> it's like a DuckTales episode. Yeah, basically. Yeah, except like. for he's not a cartoon character, so this is going to hurt. So he, um, the plane spirals down. Uh, he does crash. Um, he, he thinks, when he hits the ground, he thinks, I'm dead. Like, he just is like, shit, I'm dead. Um, but he comes to, and he said, I, was, I knew I was still alive, but I was afraid to open my eyes. Because I didn't want to see or feel what happened to my he's body. Like, basically, he's like, if I look, I'm gonna, then I'm going to feel it. And I'm very scared of that. Yeah. I think I would have the same thought process too. Like almost mm-hmm. if you don't look, you're not going right. to keep your eyes closed. It didn't happen. Someone's going to find you. Maybe, maybe not. But then he, the rhino rescues him. No, <laughs> I wish that'd be so cute. So he all of a sudden here or all of a sudden smells and then starts feeling as he calls it petrol dripping. Oh no. Gasoline. Yeah. That's just going to blow up. The gas from the plane is leaking everywhere and it's probably getting in his cuts and like so he's like i gotta get out of this plane Mm -hmm. yeah you do it gonna blow Mm -hmm. so he tries to move and his legs as he described it are like jelly No, they were just like jelly i don't know if that's the right accent it probably wasn't no i don't anyway they were like jelly (laughs) in my american (laughs) ohio accent uh so he like basically throws himself out of the plane with his jelly legs mm. and he lands on his back and of course it's so hard to watch these because these actor portrayals are intense like this guy is screaming in this video I'm like, and I'm watching it on YouTube in my car I'm not <laughs> I'm not watching it I'm like listening anyway oh I don't God, want people wait, to think that what? sidebar when I was listening to mine I stopped at the UPS store this morning and it I was like sitting there for a minute and the narrator was like and the penis research, da, 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 and I was like, oh my God, and it was really loud. I'm like, these people probably around me think I'm crazy. Sometimes when I, I didn't go care. through the drive-thru, because I go to the, the old Dunkin' mm-hmm. in the mornings, um, I like turn down or pause whatever yes. I'm listening to, because I listen to so many true crime, and so and like I was listening to this yesterday morning when I pulled in, and I was like, there's like a, I'm listening to a screaming man in my car. Right, a reenactment. It, it relaxes me. <laughs> You're like, this is normal. It's my meditation. Don't worry about it. It's like, um, but, ah! (laughs) Kenny, was that good? Very loud. You're welcome. Um, Okay, so he he gets out of the plane uh, basically by chucking himself out of the plane, and he's on his back. So he starts, like, basically crab crawling. Like, you know how you do on your back? Yeah. But he can't do it with his, he can't do it with his legs. His so it's just his arms. He's just like crab crawling with his arms, pulling the dead weight of his legs. Mm. I don't know how big he is, so I can't. I mean, because obviously the reenactor person was probably not the same. They just had they both had beards. I, feel I was like, like he's Good like job, a guys. muscly British man. Sure, he looks about average, like, like two hundred pounds. I'd say he looks like an so average a muscly dude. British man. Let's just picture that. I'm gonna say not muscly, but okay. Okay, you can envision whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he gets. Uh, far enough away where he feels like he can take a little break. Then he realizes, shit, I should have called someone from the radio in the plane. If it still works, but yeah. Well, that's his hope because at this point, no one knows exactly where he is. Oh, God. So he crawls, crab crawl back to the leaking death bomb plane. Gets the radio... Uh, I think the plane was upside down so he could reach up and grab it. It's not like he had to climb into it again. Jelly Good. legs. Um, 
and he uh, he tries it, and of course it doesn't work. So now he's like, fuck. So he's, he's crawled one way, he's crawled back, now he has to crawl away again. So he crawls away, and he sees like a little tree bush. Can you imagine what those look like in Africa? It's like they don't have leaves, really. They just look like dead fucking yeah, trees. like bushes in Cleveland in right the winter. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Similar. Yeah. Similar. Um, so he decides he's going to go there because at this point, he said his ankles and feet felt like they were going to explode because they were so hurt in the plane crash and he had on these big boots that you wear in like the African bush where it's they're big boots that are laced up the front really tight so that you can't get like sticks and rocks and creatures snake bites yeah getting your yeah getting in your feet so he's like if I can lean against that tree bush dead thing I can maybe get close enough to my boots so that I can untie them and get these boots off to like relieve some pain. Mm-hmm. So he gets to the tree bush. I like I'm just going to call it that for now on. The tree bush. He gets his back up against it. <laughs> he goes, "Of course, the only tree in the entire area <laughs> has fucking thorns." He didn't say fucking. Oh god. But he said has thorns. So now I'm being pricked in the back with thorns from this tree and my legs don't work and my legs don't work and my ankles and feet feel like they're going to explode perfect so he gets up against this tree while being poked by it and he still can't reach down to get his shoes so he's like what do I do so he rips a branch off the tree and he's gonna try and untie them with the branch I'm like damn son that is patience. <laughs> That's a lot of flexibility. Patience. Just, mm. A steady hand. Ugh. So he's he he said he had double knotted them too because he didn't want them to come untied. Uh-huh. I'm like, of course you did. That sounds fine. Um, may I also suggest to other people zippered boots work too. Anyway. One, one quick zip. One quick zip and you're out of that puppy. Um, so he spends the next two and a half hours unlacing his boots oh my god so he gets them untied and he thought like that would just untying them like the swelling would just push it open and it would be he would be done (laughs) no it was like they were just stuck in like one position and the swelling couldn't go anywhere and so he just kept working on them and he had to unlace them completely so he unties them then he has to pull it out one by one out of the little eye holes you know Uh -uh. in the boot I'm like, God damn it, that sounds terrible. So he gets them all unlaced. And think of and the heat. Like, it's probably like it's 100 degrees. Like beating down on him. Yeah, it's 100 degrees, and there's no shade where he is. So he's sitting there. He didn't get any relief once he got the shoelaces out. So he's like, God damn it, I can't <laughs> take these things off. So he's like, I got to take them off. So he's like, okay. He had a flashback to some, like, uh, what's that cowboy Clint? Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood? Wayne, I don't know. It was Wayne, I don't know. Not Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> That's hockey. Oh, shit. Ah, oh, Danny. <laughs> he, some movie that he remembered, like, somebody said, bite down on this, like, before they Misery? did something. Oh. I don't know. No. Before they did something torturous to the person. You know how they say, like, yeah. bite a bullet? Yeah. So he. Or, like, a stick he, or something. Yeah, he decided to get, there was a big stick sitting next to him, so he's like, okay, I'm going to use this big stick. I'm going to pry the boot off but because it's going to probably hurt real bad I'm going to take this other stick on the other side of me I'm going to put it in my mouth I'm going to bite as hard as I can uh-huh. in the hopes of distracting myself from the pain of my foot 
So he puts this other stick in his mouth. He gets the big stick. He jams it in his boot, and he starts to push and pull as he's biting as hard as he can. The stick in his mouth breaks apart and is full of termites. Oh! <laughs> this guy's bad luck. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, and he said, it was so dry and rotten and all oh. these termites, and my mouth was already so dry. And he's like, I didn't drink anything that day before I went on this trip because an elephant had broken the water pipes in our town. I'm like, fuck I mean, it, elephants. That's cute. It's but adorable, but not when you're in this situation. But not when you haven't had any water and it's 100 degrees yeah. beating on you. So um, the good news is even he bit that so hard that that all happened, he also successfully pulled off one of the boots. And then at that point, he just like manned up and pulled the other one off Mm-mm. with all the pain. Um, he said it really didn't cause that much relief. But his whole reasoning for doing this is he thought if he didn't get the boots off, the swelling would continue and the blood flow would end yeah. to his feet and they'd have to amputate because he wasn't sure when he would be found or if he'd be found. I would also be worried just the sun beating down on them too and causing, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The whole thing seems terrible. Terrible. Um, so then he is... Uh, He's sitting there. He's the, the narrator's like he's actually cooking in the sun. I'm like, oh, literally. Oh, is he now? <laughs> Great. So, um, a little afternoon snack for an animal, right? Well, that's the thing too. They kept mentioning all the animals yeah. that were around that could like. A, he's screaming a bunch. B, I'm, he has blood on him. Like he, yeah. I'm sure animals can smell that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if humans are like their number one choice for food, but if they're yeah, hungry. Yeah, if they're starving or there's like nothing else around. Right. And so while, easy prey. While he's sitting there, um, two vultures circle oh, over God. him and then sit in a nearby tree and stare Just at waiting. him. They're like, they're like mm-hmm. you're going to die soon. Mm-hmm. Isn't that terrifying? You're like, and he in his head, he was like, no, no, mm-mm, not ready for that. <laughs> so he decides if he stays in the sun, he's probably going to die from heat and basically being cooked by the sun in the desert of Africa. So he decides he has to go back to the plane <laughs> because the plane is the only That's... source of shade in the whole area. He said the plane was taunting him, though, because he could hear the gas dripping from it, mm-hmm. and it sounded just like water. God. Can you imagine? What a mind. What a mind fuck. Yeah. So he's like, I was so thirsty, but it's it's not like when you're th- normal thirsty. He's like, it, f- it felt like torture. My skin didn't even feel like skin anymore mm. just because he was like so dehydrated. So he starts to do his crab crawl back to the plane so he can get some shade. And he's as he's doing that, he gets to a point where he cannot pull his legs backwards like that anymore so he starts thinking about animals that he studied because he is a biologist and um one of them is an alligator and alligators uh tend to pull their body weight from their stomachs moving forward if you've seen an alligator that's how they walk like they pull their body with their front legs so he's like all right i gotta flip over because he's been on his back this whole time so he's like okay my legs don't work how we gonna do this so he still had the stick that he used to pry off his boots. So he's like, I'm going to take my shoelace. I'm going to tie the shoelace oh. and the stick to one of my puppeteer to one, action. One of my dead legs. <laughs> I'm going to turn this puppy over. So he was like, I was preparing myself for the worst pain ever. Because he's like, at this point, that's all I felt was the worst pain ever. Mm-hmm. So he ties his one leg to it. And then he like 
forces himself to flip over using the stick as like the leverage to like pull. Mm -hmm. And he heard a huge crack (gasps) and it was not the stick. Oh God. It was his pelvis. Oh my God. No. (laughs) Breaking bone. Ah. All right. So his pelvis breaks. Now he's in excruciating pain again. Amazing. And now he starts to army crawl to the plane. (laughs) Probably, but he's also army crawling back to the plane. Exciting. Um, Then I think it was at this point, I'm trying to remember the order of events because again, I'm doing this all from memory. Is this where the rhino comes in? Oh, no, the, the rhino, the gone. rhino part was just the tracking. Damn it, Jenny. You still have the three inches to look forward to. Oh, true. <laughs> that's what she said. Mm-hmm. Or that's what he said. Um, okay. So, uh, he's crawling along and he knows a lot about the animals out in the wilderness of Africa. And the bit, the big thing that he knows from living there for almost his whole life is what the sounds of different footfalls are. So he knows the difference between an elephant versus a tiger versus a lion versus a hyena. Um, So as he's crawling, he's getting close to the plane. He hears elephant footfall. And he's very nervous because elephants, although cute, are not the nicest in the wild. Right. And if you're in their territory, they will run your ass over or they'll yeah. charge you. Or... Well, and that's what he was worried about is that he was laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. They were still pretty far away when he started hearing the footfall. And he was worried that because they wouldn't see him till they were almost on top of him, that he would scare them accidentally and they would stampede over mm-hmm. him. That was his fear. And I'm like, God damn it. It's bad luck after bad, bad luck. Bad things keep happening. Um, so he, uh, he hears it. Uh, here's the elephants coming. Here's the elephants coming. Um, and I think, did he make a noise? I think he made a noise of some sort. Um, but he tried to do it at a certain point so that he wouldn't scare them into a stampede, but he would deter them from coming in his direction. Mm-hmm. So it worked, and they retreated. So he did not get stampeded by elephants. Congratulations, Greg. You've lived another hour. (laughs) Um, Okay, so he finally gets to the plane. Um, There's some relief because it's shade, but it's still 100 fucking degrees. And he's still hearing the the dropping of the the fuel and wanting water. Um, So he's very worried because he knows night is Mm -hmm. probably coming soon. Um, he did have a working watch, so he kept checking the time. Uh, as uh, night began to fall, he um, he was laying under the plane, and he heard footfall again. And this time, <clears throat> he knew what it was. <clears throat> it was a lion. Oh, God. Lions and tigers and bears. Um, so he could tell it was a lion, and then he heard her make a calling noise. And he figured out, a, it was a lioness. And B, she had a cub with her. Worst scenario. Worst scenario because when you're a mama lion, you are real defensive mm-hmm. of your baby. So he knows that's the only call that a lioness makes, like why they would make that noise. And so he's now real nervous. So he can tell it's getting closer and closer. But he knows that in order to get rid of the lioness, he has to wait until she gets close enough mm-hmm. so that they almost are seeing each other. But before she catches a glimpse of him, make a loud noise so that she gets scared off without thinking he's a threat. 
Okay. So he's sitting there waiting for the fucking lion to come closer and closer. I like that you're having a little more wine. That's good. That's good. Um, So she gets closer and closer. He sees her shadow and then he he bangs on the side of the plane to make a metal clanging noise. Um, So and she runs away. So he did it again. His knowledge of animals has saved his life again. It is now nighttime. And he's scared because a lot of predators come out at night. And it's gonna get cold. It's gonna get cold, but I don't think that's it's my biggest. I don't think it's as cold as like Oh really? I don't okay. think. He didn't it's say like there was no there was no commentary about how cold it got. Okay. Well if he didn't so mention it, had to be, it, then it probably was. It had livable. to be decent. Like- yeah. Um so as he's laying there, um, he's he can't sleep because obviously his fucking hip broken hat or his uh, and pelvis. his whole thing was he feared if he relaxed and let himself drift that he, he would, would die. die. Yeah. So um, as he's laying there, all of a sudden, his legs start involuntarily convulsing. Ah. Now here's the problem with that. His, his bones and his legs are all shattered into little shards of sharp bone. Oh, no. So every time his muscles spasm in these contractions, the, the shards are, the shards are digging around. in, digging in, di- like little tiny stabs from the inside of your legs into your muscle. God, this guy is unlucky. Ooh, it's because he hadn't moved his legs in so long mm. that I think le- they said lactic acid had built up. Mm-hmm. And so his legs were just spasming out of control because of that. Forget how long this happened, but it happened for a long enough time. But again, in the documentary or the reenactment, he was this actor was fucking screaming. He was, was like, like all in. He's yeah, like, this he's is like, my first starring role. I'm all in on YouTube. <laughs> Jaws of death. I'm all in. Um, so he, yeah, his legs were spasming so bad that his own bones were stabbing him yeah. through the muscle and skin and tendons. And um, he said it was some of the worst pain he's ever felt. Great. That dies down after a while. So the lactic acid must have worked itself out. Sidebar on lactic acid. Me and my friend Megan used to do this thing where when we would have to walk up the stairs at school, mm-hmm. um, you know when you walk upstairs, sometimes your legs burn a little bit? Uh, yeah, all the time, okay. every time. Yeah. Um, that Especially in heels. I said it, I always said it was the lactic acid, so sometimes when we were walking to class together and we'd get up the stairs, we'd be like, oh, the lactic acid. <laughs> like, it's such seeping wimps. out of my bones. Such wimps. I love it. Um, so shout out Megan, lactic acid buildup. Didn't I meet Megan? You did. You just met her this week. Shout out. Whoop, whoop. Um, so, so then he's laying there, still not sleeping, and he hears footfall. I love how he calls it footfall, too. The footfall. Uh, this one is from a hyena. Ugh. I don't know how much you guys know about hyenas. They're dicks. They are major dicks. They also can eat every part of an animal. I did not know that. Including bones and teeth. Mm, yummy. So, side note to all you serial killers, if you want to get rid of a body, give it to some hyenas. Yep. Also, pigs, I think, do that. I think pigs do that, too, yeah. All right. Hyenas look way scarier, though. Anyway. Pigs are cute. I know. Oh, my God. There's potbelly pigs that need to be adopted. I know. Like, three people texted it to me. Okay. Just making sure you know. Um, <laughs> so, hyenas, they're a-coming. And he's like, shit. So, he's like, I got to do the same thing I did for the lion and see if it works. Because he was. I don't think at this point he was sure. Because hyenas are a totally different Mm -hmm. dick breed of awful. So they're coming closer. They're coming closer. He feels like he can almost feel them. And they're coming up from the back of him, which he's like, 
I can't do anything from the back. Yeah. Like I can't turn over quickly or at all. I can't like pull, pull my legs up. Like if I get a hold of my legs, like we're just done here. So he does it again as they get closer and he can almost feel them. He bangs on the side of the plane. They all take off. They also used very great, um, let's see, uh, sound in the uh, reenactment. Oh. Where the hyenas, they made the hyenas laugh and stuff. It was real funny. Like, you know, in, in Lion King? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really like, like three guys behind the scenes. Like, Mah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was that me. That was a go. They Mah. actually called me in 2003. No. Um, so... I would just like to say shout out to the sound guys. Good job. Good job, guys. And the screamer. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> of course, at this point, the guy that I can't remember his name that works on the mm-hmm. conservation thing with, about the paint no dogs. Name. <clears throat> no name. McGee, because he's not the star of the story. Um, he's like, shit, something happened. Obviously, he's not back yeah. yet. We need to get a search team. So I guess in the African wilderness, um, if somebody goes missing like that, Everyone stops what they're doing, whether they be a conservationist, a farmer, a... Poacher. Uh, no, I don't think the poachers get involved because they're dicks. But um, they all, like, meet up and start a search. Okay. So um, they had started searching the night before when he was still, like, out in the sun roasting. Obviously, at night, they had to call off the search because it's too dark. Mm-hmm. Um and then the next day, some of the people wanted to call the search off and said, there's no way he's still alive after a night out there. And his friend from the conservation said, no, we, he's still alive. He's a really, really stubborn motherfucker. Like, we have to go back out. So they say yes. And somebody uh, had a, another little plane. And I know I'm like, don't fly it. So they go up. And um, it's like 1045 the next morning. So he has now made it 27 hours. Oh. And he hears the plane. Oh, God. And he's like, God, I hope that's for me. And so um, the plane uh, can't land because the terrain down there is too, like, bushy. Okay. Bushes <laughs> everywhere. But there were bushes everywhere. <laughs> Dead tree bushes everywhere. <laughs> um, so they have to uh, land the plane and get in a vehicle and then drive there, which is about 40 miles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, how sad would you be if you heard that plane? And then it goes away. And then you have to wait till they all get and in a car know, and then drive yes. 40 miles to get you. Oh. Like how long does 40 miles take? And then take? you have to drive 40 miles to get back to the plane and go to the hospital. Right. With a broken pelvis and legs. Yeah. So gross. So, um, but they do it. And he said, finally, I heard the footfall I had been waiting for. Oh, and I it was it. all the humans <laughs> running towards him like, Oh, holy shit, you're alive, you're alive. So they tried to ask him what happened. Of course, he couldn't say much because he was so dehydrated. Um, So they gave him a bunch of water. They got him loaded up. Um, He had tons of surgery. They thought they were going to still have to amputate his Mm. legs because of how much damage was done. Um, But he insisted that they try and do what they could to save his legs. And um, they did. He had... I don't. I feel like it was nine or thirteen. I don't know why those numbers are sticking out to me. Still very high numbers. A lot of surgeries yeah. to fix all the broken things, shards his, and bones. And... Um, in the process of doing so, he lost three inches off of his height. Oh. So there's my three inches. <laughs> so, I don't know how tall he was before, but now he's three inches shorter. But I would take it to save my legs. So. Right. So um, he 
when this came out, he still wasn't uh, working, but he was about to get ready to. And I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't look when the actual reenactment documentary thing came out, so I don't know when that was. But hopefully he's back in the field saving those paint dogs from mm. extinction. And those rhinos. And and tracking down rhinos and killing poachers. I mean, reprimanding How poachers. How do you think he lost three inches just from like his bones breaking? And I think like... his bones broke so much and they probably had to take like pieces out yeah. to make it all fit back like together. Yeah, It's kind of like if you had a jigsaw puzzle and you lost, lost a, a few piece. pieces. Yeah, or like a couple pieces. Or like a Jenga. Like you're playing Jenga and like yeah. you take out. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like that. So he had, wow. to, had to take some pieces out and he's three inches shorter, but he's alive. And considering how rough and rugged the African bush is, it's kind of a miracle. A lot of bush talk in this, kind of like my moss talk in the last one. I also feel like there was a lot of, it was like penis talk, bush talk. Ooh. Inches talk. Ooh, a lot of inches. Actually, just three. But anyway. <laughs> so he's, he's alive and well. He's alive and well. And I, I think he's back at doing what he loves, which is being a conservation biologist in Africa, which is Hero. his, that is his, the love of his life. He is so passionate. And you can tell just by watching this. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. Anyway, Greg, you are Shout out. amazing. Uh, Rasmussen. Love it. Kenny. Kenny, take us home. Okay. Weird news. Blank filled syringes recovered after a grocery store stabbing attack. So for context, this guy uh, Thomas Brian Stemmen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Stemmen, I barely knew him. <laughs> Sorry. Stabbed a lady in the butt with a syringe. We don't know if what he stabbed her with was what was actually in the syringes, what you guys are trying to guess. And he said, feels like a bee sting, doesn't it? And then just walked away. Okay. Yeah. Where was this at? Did, uh, I don't grocery know that, store. I know, but in like Florida? Florida? Oh, Maryland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's why sorry, I was asking. Sorry, Florida. In the, Maryland. Can okay. I say the first thing that came to mind, which is going to be really stupid? Yeah. yeah. You have more, Kenny? Oh, no, that's okay. it. What, what's your... Kool-Aid? <laughs> so stupid. Okay. <laughs> I was like, the Kool-Aid man. No. Uh, I don't... Did so it, grocery store... A grocery store, but he stabs but, in the butt. Yeah. I mean, and, it doesn't have anything to do with the grocery store. I know. That's I know. Just, you know the place. Um, I'm going to say... Was it his semen? Okay, that's guess one. That's a group. That's a really good guess. Um, he sounds psycho, so that's the first thing I thought. Of. I would think maybe he's running from the cops and it's like heroin or something. He's trying to get rid of it. When it's just like stabbing random people. Yeah, to get rid of the evidence, and then he goes instead of just throwing away the syringe. He's. I feel like no heroin addict is going to no. put it in someone else. They're going to shoot that shit up. That's right my there. second stupid guess. I love it. I'm going to go with my first. It was semen. Oh my god. Did he think that's how people get pregnant? <laughs> I have no Honey, idea. Honey, you're in the wrong spot. Listen, we know you have trouble finding certain parts, <laughs> but it ain't in your butt. I, and I just want to, th- I think his last name might just be pronounced Steeman because it makes it better. Steeman, who inserted Steeman. Steeman, stabbing Steeman. <laughs> oh my God, why? Why? It doesn't say? They don't know. And they don't even know. Did they what arrest the, him? Yeah, they arrested him. And like, they went into his car and then found other syringes filled with semen. <gasps> and so they're like, he probably... Oh, my God. Does he, ha- does he have any STDs? That's what I was thinking. Or like... Uh, I don't know. So the lady... Because that is like... Have you watched that SVU episode where somebody per... Like, um, what's that called? Purposely had sex with people to give them I AIDS. have, I think. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it before. Mm-hmm. And that is like a, so terrifying. I can't... So, we don't know what she was stabbed with yet. So, 
I don't know why she didn't go to the hospital. Oh, did she go to the hospital? Where? It says so. If I got stabbed here's with what anything, she said. Yeah. She even says if they she... didn't inject me, I'd be like, I have to go to the hospital. I mean, I'm out of work for two weeks. Maybe she did go to the hospital, but it says she felt discomfort shortly after the incident and found a puncture wound on her behind. I started driving home and it started hurting really bad. I called my son and said, something's not right. I hope nothing happens. I hope I make it home. I love you. And then uh, she went through several days of fear and uncertainty while she waited for police to find out what she'd been injected with. Or just go to a hospital. Or just drive to the hospital. So, Ma'am! Woman, have you ever had a needle in your butt cheek? It fucking hurts. It does hurt. Although, not as much as a lot of other places you get needles. Oh, why well, had a cortisone shot once in my cheek, my yeah. butt cheek, and it fucking hurt. I, for, I had a so butt bad. injection, and I really don't remember what. Like the worst <gasps> injection. I think it was when I was pregnant. I think they oh. give you some sort of vaccine in your butt when you're pregnant. Nope, won't do that. Well, you're not getting pregnant. I know, so. but that's I'm why. I'm just telling you. Well, you have to. It's <laughs> like, they're like, you must get this. Wow. Good day. I'm pretty sure. So she just waited to hear no? the results and hmm. she doesn't know the results she I just know, waited for she's the guy to get arrested for the police to figure it out didn't go to the hospital nothing unless the article is just not showing it but oh my god that's that grosses me out for some reason like being injected with anything yeah oh another good guess would have been bleach i know obviously semen was right but i mean kool-aid was a good guess yeah i feel like kool-aid or was like a country decent time guess. lemonade yeah the pink kind obviously what if it was just vodka I'm wasted. It's like the new way to get drunk. Pump that in your butt cheek. Have you ever heard about people doing that with tampons? Yeah, or they do like, or they put it up their butt. Ooh. You haven't heard that? I've heard. Kenny, you've heard that, right? I've heard that, yeah. That's that's also a law and order SVU. They found someone who was really drunk. It turns out somebody poured alcohol in their anus. Yeah, it's like a new college thing. I just want to shout out to Mariska Hargitay. Girl. Way to go. Girl. (laughs) Thanks. I heard your show got renewed again. Way to go. (laughs) Shout out. Keep it coming. Like we know her. Whatever. <laughs> she might listen someday. <laughs> All right. Well, um, sorry. That was a weird laugh at the end. It's only 13%. <laughs> well, I did have a margarita earlier today, too. Yeah, so here we are. This has been Sip. Survive. And repeat. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.